In honor of Black History Month, raise a glass to Black-owned brands. Drizzly, the go-to app for alcohol delivery, has one of the largest selections of Black-owned drinks to explore. From a top-shelf whiskey to an artisanal twist on a Caribbean classic, get these drinks delivered right to your door. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com to find your new favorite. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. Her name is Sarah. She is the best. Her name is Sarah. Better than the rest. Her name is Sarah. I don't have any more. Yay! Hi! That was fun, though. Wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, you deserve a song. Well, thanks. You sh- and sometimes I start by singing to you, so yeah. yeah it was nice. time. Thanks. <laughs> it was nice. <laughs> Episode 327. Whoa. Sarah and I are not going to talk about how mad we are about patriarchy. Definitely not. Although we probably will. <laughs> probably. Definitely. Uh, yeah. It's a bad day. Yeah. I'm wearing a shirt right now that says, I can't believe we still have to protest this shit. I can't either, Sarah. I can't. I, you know, okay. Okay, we are going to talk about it. So I get that this is a controversial subject of abortion and all of that. And I'm really not interested in it. Mm -hmm. Except even when I was pro-life, I would never, I was always pro-life with the exception of rape and incest. Who are these ghouls who think it's You know who they are? A bunch of people without vaginas. Yeah, but they fuck vaginas. Oh my god, it's so twisted. I re- I saw one tweet that some fucking dickhead saw yeah, Linda Matt Walsh. Wrote. It yes. had to be. Yeah, yeah. Oh my he, god, he thinks you should have to carry your father's raped baby inside of you if yeah. you're 12 years old. Yeah, because that makes then sense. The, and, and then there was the comment about how it's if you are a woman who gets raped, it's better if you can keep the baby because then that keeps the evidence right there's right. evidence then that yeah. they can, sherlock holmes what? over there yeah except if there is evidence and that person ends up getting convicted they won't spend nearly half the time or even one tenth of the time in the hospital or in the in prison as the doctor who would give the abortion yeah it's infuriating that is upsetting it really is and you know who i bet would love that law linda mm. She probably wrote it. Petitions She's probably the one that signed it, it into yeah. law. She's oh the governor God. of Alabama. Yeah, and Lana was like, don't worry, it'll be turned over in... Don't in, worry. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> you also told me don't worry about like a million other things in 2016 that you said weren't going to happen. I did. I've, I've been reflecting on how I felt in 2016, and I there truly has been a shift in who I am as a human being. Agreed. Uh, and how I navigate the world mm-hmm. since that time. Mm-hmm. But we try to keep things... So that you get a little palate cleanser. Yes, this is the light, fun stuff. Yeah, and we will... Well, I think we do a good job of talking about patriarchy through anecdotes. Yes. (laughs) Rather than legislation. Yeah, that's true. I think it's more effective anyway. So we shall carry on. Yes. Um, How are you? I'm doing Aside from the patriarchy. Oh, I'm feeling um, a little... You're a loose end. Yeah, like emotionally numb, I guess, if you like sort <laughs> I of. wish I were emotionally numb. That sounds great. <laughs> I don't know if it's the lack of sleep from trying to finish all these projects and everything, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like my brain's like just checked out because it's just been trying to, it's been so busy for the last three years. 
And now <laughs> it's just come years. to a screeching halt. <laughs> You've been booked solid? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. And now there's like, it's like, you know, a bunch of traffic driving really fast on the freeway. And then the car in the very front just slammed on the brakes and everybody else is oh, there's just a pile up behind uh-huh. it. And that's kind of what it feels like in my mind. Yeah. You know? So maybe that'll fade after a while. Yeah. You got to transition. Yeah. And I'm, uh, I'm actually, you know, I, I heard one study there, there's this, and a new piece of, of news out there. There was a study that was done. Um, it was given to 2,000 Americans on how often they feel bored. And the results showed, like, what percentage of time do you think, like, in a week people An report, average American? Yeah, average American reports being bored. Gosh. Well, okay. 40% of the time? Wow, you are so close. 36%. Oh, my God. Damn, that was good. I wouldn't have said that, except I imagine people are bored at their jobs a lot, mm. I think. What do you think? Yeah, you know, some sometimes I think that the amount of stimulus or stimuli that is around all the time kind of creates this sense of boredom. And then, so I had this, like, wave of anxiety in hearing that fact of, like, <laughs> oh, my God. Am I going to be bored with nothing on the schedule, really, for the next few weeks and, like, kind of in this weird no, limbo time? No, you're not going to feel bored. Well, you know, when I don't you're have a million projects. But then I watched an awesome TED Talk on the benefits of boredom, and I was like, we good. <laughs> well, I have seen or read about that where they think that that stimulates creative thought. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's really cool. It's that, that the brain does something called autobiographical thinking, where when you are in, when you're engaged in a, an activity where your brain goes into like a default mode, like a, so say you're folding laundry or you're taking a walk or you're gardening or you're just kind of anywhere where you'd be daydreaming and wouldn't have to be switching from one task to another that your brain does this autobiographical thinking where it steps beyond just regular conscious into the subconscious about, you know, really creative ideas for the future and possibilities and connections. And we see way more stimulus, the brain being stimulated in different areas. And we need this time. Mm -hmm. And this time is being taken over by your cell phone, by anything that distracts you. And that distraction and switching from one task, like we think a multitasking is like the greatest, you know, we're like, oh, that's great. Your brain does not multitask. Mm-hmm. It can only be focused on one thing at a time. And that switches. And when it switches, it takes up energy of your brain, like glucose and stuff that helps your brain function. So by picking up your phone, every time you do that, every time you, you know, have five browsers open in your computer and are switching back and forth between tasks at work, you are using up that stored nutrients in your brain that could help you think of creative solutions to other problems in your life or whatever. That's why everyone always says they come up with their best ideas in the shower. Yes, or driving or something Mm -hmm. where they can be zoned out. Yeah. And we don't have these opportunities to create mental bandwidth anymore. Yeah, the other day my... A-L-E-X-A mm-hmm. <laughs> was inoperable for some reason and I was cooking and that's exactly what happened because I had no distraction. Wow. I was just doing something. I was still active, but I had silence and I was coming up with all kinds of stuff. Anything good? Well, I was just thinking about decisions and thought, okay, now I know what I'm going to do about this thing or whatever. That is what uh, the Dalai Lama says is his favorite version of meditation. Cooking? No, just oh. thinking about 
how they would solve a problem in the future. There's oh, okay. like different kinds of meditation. Oh. And we kind of think of it as a single point meditation where you try to clear your mind yeah. of anything. I'm not real good at that. And the Dalai Lama was like, yeah, that's one kind, but there's another kind, which yeah. is here's this problem and let's just cl- like think of how can we solve this problem in like a creative way, but you have to get your mind to that free place by doing something like cooking. Yeah. In silence. Yeah, it was helpful. I was real mad. I wanted to listen to the Beatles, but <laughs> it was helpful in the end. You know, the Beatles have been this theme that keeps coming up in my life recently. <laughs> really? It's really cool. Oh my God. I had a conversation this morning about John Lennon and Yoko Ono with a girl at the clinic. That's funny. That was the song that they gave me at my, um, we had this MFT party where they- Oh, they, you wanted to know what song it would be. Yes. They choose a song for you that they feel like fits you. And yeah, what like, is the song? I mean, first of all, it was so sweet. Guess who they saved for the very end? Oh, Lord. This gal. I loved it. Why? Why? Why are you superior? I'm not superior <laughs> by any means. It was just like, it was just funny because I was like sitting there waiting you and really waiting. wanted And I was <laughs> like dying knew. to know. And the best is like Landon had just come back from his trip to London and landed at three o'clock and then came to the party at seven oh, o'clock. Gosh. That was this nice. This whole, you know, the whole award ceremony thing didn't really start till nine went on for two hours and Landon was like, I told Landon, you can just leave as soon as mine is done. And oh. then mine was last. <laughs> no. But it was so sweet. They <laughs> they gave me the, you know, and they give you like these awards. They like make up an award yeah. for like most, you know, going to start their own clinic for mindfulness and awareness to help whatever. Da, da, da. And I got the change the world award. Wow. Yeah. And the song was imagined by John Lennon. Well, that's a real compliment. I know. I cried my freaking eyes out. I was like, this is the most validating night of my whole life. And in the speech, they said that they were so, the professors were so excited when I asked questions in class. Oh, and Lord. I was like, thank you. Don't encourage her. Thank you for encouraging me to talk in class. That's the best. Coming right up. Yeah. So the Beatles, and they gave me that song not knowing that I have Beatles lyrics tattooed on me. Oh, right. So isn't that cool? Yes, it, it was very Yeah, it was, like apropos. I said, the most validating night Aww, like ever. I'm happy for you. Another thing that's validating is when you wear those Fabletics leggings out. And everybody compliments <laughs> me. Yeah, And they're like, Sarah, you want to change the world and you look smoking hot. Doing it, yes. <laughs> Fabletics, we keep talking about it. It's the athleisure brand that you need to try because it's affordable and looks delicious on your beautiful curves. Yes. And maybe even, this is our theory, if you look adorable, you'll want to work out. Amen. Yes, it definitely helps. It does. And you At least them- like encouraged me to do a couple lunges across my kitchen or dining room. Uh, right. Sarah was here the other floor. day when Adam was like, hey, Susie, ready? Go do our, what did he call them? Squats? I don't, I think uh-huh. he called them that, but that's what he re- was meaning. Cause you know, I got to get rid of my yeah. mom ass. She's like wanting a, what did you say? A perfect heart shaped booty. Yes. I need an upside down heart situation. Yes. Okay, so it, they look perfect it. in the yeah. leggings. Yes. And um, Fabletics has tons of options, whether you want the pants that we love with the little zippers are so cute. The joggers I wear almost every day for as like oh, my I house need those. pants. I need those. You would love those. I know. Why don't I get them? They have pockets and everything. They're super cute. And they have jackets and, um, sports bras, just anything you want that's athleisure. And they're so affordable and they have an even better deal for our listeners, which we thank them for, which is that you can get two pairs of the Fabletics leggings for $24. It's a $99 value. 
when you sign up for the VIP program. Just go to fabletics.com slash brain candy. Take advantage of the deal right now. That's fabletics.com slash brain candy to get two pair of leggings for only 24 bucks. Also free shipping on orders over $49. International shipping is available. And there's no commitment when you purchase your first order. So fabletics.com slash brain candy. There you go. So they also have that airline, like travel clothes section. Do you ever click on that? Yeah, they have a whole, like, different categories of. Yeah. And one is like air, like airport travel, like travel. I am so into that. Yeah. And like real cute. You know how like all the celebrities look I so cute at the airports? I do know. I need that look. Okay. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. I had no, not seen oh, this. That's what I ordered. A head to toe airport gear. <laughs> head to toe airport yeah. gear. Yeah. A nice like wrappy sweater. Like, yeah, you need that. All right. I'll it's check it must. out. Um, how about, you want to start with good news? Yes. You're, you've always. been super yeah. into good news lately. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Like she's like judging me for that. Boy, you've been Sarah's- into super good news lately. I mean, Sarah's damn positive. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. I read this really lovely story about a special needs man in India who his whole life dreamt of getting married mm-hmm. and never found the right woman, mm-hmm. and so his whole village threw him a wedding. Even though there was no bride. Oh, and I thought that was really that's sweet. Real sweet and. Really a nice idea mm-hmm. because I swear to you, I think some people get married because they want the wedding. We, you, you said this yeah. like two episodes ago <laughs> well, about I the said, dresses. Yeah, the dress. Yeah. Everyone wants that day because yeah. they can be the star. And th- yes, they feel, feel special. special. That's and what everybody wants to be seen. Yeah. Mm. And he was seen and everyone came they said everyone that they ever knew came oh to this special day. Oh my gosh. Isn't that nice? That warms my heart. Yeah, me too. I was like, I would I'm feeling get... less emotionally numb now. Yeah. It sparked something. Yes, it did. Humanness. Yes. And I thought I could get down for some like wedding dancing, but like not go yes. to a wedding. That would be so fun. Wedding dancing is my favorite. Me too. It's my specialty. It's so fun. Why is wedding dancing better than all the other dancing dances? I think it might be the music they play yeah. is my kind of music. Yeah. Rather than I'm not into like house or whatever they call. Yeah, all that right. Stuff. Yeah, it's like the fun. It's like because you're they're catering to all different generations. Yes. Yeah, that's the best. I'm into it. Uh huh. We should throw a wedding for no one, just for the party for the fun. Yeah. Right. But we can't go to the venue and say it's for a wedding because then they'll charge us three times the amount. What? You know how they do that? No. Oh my God. So when Landon and I went, we rented the place where we got married. It was a house in uh, uh, Bermuda Dunes in Palm Springs Springs, and uh, found it on VRBO and, you know, like a vacation rental website. And it was a thousand dollars a night and maybe not even, I think it was like $500 a night. This was like a huge house that we, where we put all of our guests, they were like bedrooms yeah. for our whole family. I mean, you know, you were there, Susan. Yeah. Huge. So it was a good deal at, I think it was like 500 that a night. It was going to be like 1500 for the weekend. We signed up, we got the, we like rented it. Then we let them know it was for a wedding. They it was. It became like five thousand. Why? It jacked up. Maybe not that much, but definitely double or triple the price because they're like, oh, we have to have insurance. They, they just came up with a bunch of reasons why they needed. It was more expensive to oh rent it for God. a wedding. Yeah, that's like a thing for real. I guess that makes sense, but that's such a shame. Yeah, this is like everywhere. 
I'm telling you, honesty does not pay off. No, it doesn't. You should definitely, I say, lie about you actually <laughs> having the wedding when you're doing it. And then when, af- you know, after you get married or if you're ever traveling with your significant other, always tell the, the people checking you in that you're on your honeymoon. What happens for real? Who knows? You can sometimes get upgraded, <laughs> sometimes get some champagne sent to you, sometimes Sarah, get absolutely I'm say totally it all the trying time. this. Yeah, it works. I wore and I wore my um I what land I went to Disneyland right before we got married and I, we got those like Mickey Mouse ears with the bride, the veil yeah. and everything. I wore those like at the airport as I was checking in and they were like, "Oh, did you just get married?" And I was like, "Yes, I did." And they were like treated me extra special. Stop. I definitely I I think we got like God. tickets to the or access to the like Admirals Club or you know where they like have all the I don't know, whatevs they have, just open bars, <laughs> is all I've seen. That's all I've, <laughs> That's I, like, all I need who knows what kind of food. Or, yeah, I was like, I don't know what else they have there, but they definitely have an open bar. Oh and my so, God. Is yeah. anyone listening as sick as I am of how Sarah has the best luck in the world? <laughs> you wear friggin' Mickey Mouse ears and they're like, oh, you must be special. Yeah, it didn't work on the fl- fl- flight home though. They were like, we didn't care. They didn't care. <laughs> but they worked a few times. So I'm going to try this and yeah. I bet it won't work. No, and like hotels, if you like tell them, you know, before, you know, oh, we're celebrating, da, da, da. You know, they like set your room up nice. The few times that I've had them ask, you know, is this a special occasion? And I might say, oh, it's our yeah. anniversary or something. All that I get is an offer for me to spend more money. Oh, did you oh, want to get the fondue no. or whatever the heck oh, it is? Oh, that's some bullshit. Yes, yeah, Sarah. The only time that backfired is when Landon booked us a like a baby moon when I was pregnant oh and my told God. the hotel in Hawaii. Yep, told I love the hotel. this story. So, much. so then we and then of course ooh, had a miscarriage. Still went on the trip to Hawaii, and it was like right after we go in and check into the room, and they had made this. Like with the towels, they had made what looked like a like one of those diaper cakes. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like multiple layers, and it had a doll with a little baby on top. Landon it's was terrible. the first to walk in. He grabbed it, <laughs> threw it into the bathroom, like hoping that I wouldn't see. Like he tried to like hide it. Yeah, and I saw it at the corner of my eye, but I pretended like I didn't. Oh my and, god! But it was real sweet because he like was like, "Oh my god, I did!" Oh, and like I understand the efforts on everybody's. Yes. Side. There. Everyone Every, had good intentions. Yes, so good. And so I was fine, but... Oh, my God. Yeah. I love that story, though, because yeah. that really was just an unfortunate yeah. turn of events. Right. <laughs> I can just picture like, congratulations. Landon scrambling. Um, yeah, he was. I could just see the panic in his eyes. Like, ah. Oh, so sweet, Landon. Um, I see you have notes, though. I don't want to step on your oh, I, plans I told, here. My notes were about... I had, Well, I had a few stories to ch- share, but one was about that, uh, uh, the boredom thing um, and all the great studies with that. If you are doing wedding dancing, though, we should say you got to hydrate. Definitely. Got to keep everything running properly. I'm going to be sweating on the dance floor, so <laughs> I need to replace those electrolytes and stuff I'm losing. With some... Liquid IV. Yay. This has definitely helped me survive my final week of grad school. Oh, I'm sure. I, yeah. oh man, mm-hmm. in the morning and in, at it's night. It's like you're running a marathon for your it, mind. It, I am. Yeah. Abs- and I'm noticing that it feels like I need to, like I'm low on sodium and potassium. So yes, liquid IV me. Now. Liquid IV is the fastest, most efficient way to stay hydrated. It's this little packet and you just pour it into whatever water you're drinking and it'll hydrate you two to three times faster than water alone, which seems like wizardry. Yeah, I love it. I don't really understand it. Mm, science. But it, it 
true. So if you're traveling, throw one in your bag. If you, you know, are going to be out and about and it's freaking hot because it's summer, just go prepared. Throw one in your purse so you always have it. It's great for kids after their various practices and all that jazz that they do. It's just really convenient and it has vitamins in it and it can fuel your workouts, whatever you need it for. And that's why we love uh, Liquid IV and we know you will too. Right now, our listeners get 25% off at liquidiv.com when you use our code BRAINCANDY at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order on Liquid IV's website. Go to liquidiv.com and enter our code BRAINCANDY to get savings and start getting better hydration. It's liquidiv.com, promo code BRAINCANDY. Don't wait, start properly hydrating today and they're yummy. So there you go. Well, let me ask you about this yeah. and it's totally crass, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I I guess I knew this, but not really. You know how, like... <laughs> I can't wait for what you're going to say. Half of me is, like, super excited, <laughs> and the other half is terrified of what... This is one of those where I feel like I'm in trouble for something, and I shouldn't be. You know... That's, like, what we were talking about before, of no. bad parenting and what that did to me. <laughs> no, this is about how... You know how gay guys... Are on grinder mm-hmm. and they they match up and whatever. Yeah, this definitely so, is not about me. Okay. <laughs> yes. Got it. Well, you know, and like in the straight world, we will send pictures and nudes and all that, and mm-hmm. they send pictures of their bee holes. Okay. But I didn't really know about it, and I wanted to talk about it and how I don't think I would ever want to see somebody's bee hole. Well, if that's not the area that you're getting, you know. Okay, but Sarah, yeah. stop it. Yeah. What I'm trying to get at is. Why would you want that, even if you liked banging beeholes? Yeah, but have you ever talked to a gay guy who says uh, is like repulsed by vaginas? Oh yeah, there you go. Okay. Mm-hmm. What so do you mean? So he's repulsed there I go. by the place that a penis goes in in a straight relationship. Mm-hmm. Sure. And you're kind of not repulsed, but like shocked that he has an admiration for the place where his <laughs> penis goes in in a gay relationship. Yeah, but I'm just saying that... What they're into is the... That represents like... It's like a visual... You know, men are very visual. Okay, so okay. So it's a visual representative of where they get to put their you-know-what. <laughs> you-know-what. Mm-hmm. Okay, but like, do you think that there are b-holes that are better than others is kind of what I'm saying. Yeah, maybe there are qualifications for some people. You know, who knows what, what is they it, like. like? color? Some people like... Size? Could, maybe it's... Uh, hair or no hair is it smooth or not like there's probably different like you know look think about all of the time no i am totally like on the gay guy's side with this one right right. correct correct we're just yes i'm not saying you aren't um for somebody who has spent thousands of dollars and hours of time caring for the maintenance of her vagina yeah yeah and like many women out there it's not surprising that men would care for that area in their relationship. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Kind of. Yeah. But not really. Because mm-hmm. we can't pretend like poop doesn't come out of We're, it. Correct. But, you know. Even if you also bang that way, which yeah. a lot of straight people do as well. Yes, they do. But but I bet straight people who are into that would be Well, into this is what I want to know. Yeah. Has any straight guy ever said, can I see a picture of your beehole? No. Not a picture of it, but I have definitely had them... It of seems course, like in they're person, excited in, in the moment. Yes. 
when you're there. Correct. Mm, good point. I see. What okay, we're I'm at glad here. we're making progress yeah. on this. Because maybe I'm sure some straight guys do ask for pictures of your beehole, but I don't oh, think my. it's very common. Yeah, but maybe that's like there's a few other steps before they get to. <laughs> you know, it's like, can I see your boobs? Can I see your, you know? Yes. Undercarriage. <laughs> I don't know. What do you want to call it? Okay. Yeah. Well, I saw on Twitter someone was joking about how, like a gay guy was joking about how like whenever they catfished, mm-hmm. like I think sometimes they even catfish with their beeholes. holes Oh, I believe that. And that made me think like, is one oh, inferior? Yeah. And if you're... Yeah. Well, think about how like there's definitely vagina shame. We talk about that all the time. Sure. So I would imagine there's probably some beehole shame. Have you ever heard, though, of a guy shaming a woman's vagina? Yeah. Oh, oh. yes. On the challenge or just in real life? In both. Okay. I think I have what do they low say vagina confidence because of comments guys have made. What do they say Even if they're them? not about me, they're... Just like, um, I remember <laughs> low vagina confidence. Yeah, so totally. Great. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to work on that. Uh, uh, so I have memories of being in like high school and I was on the swim team when I was in high school and the swim team is co-ed. Yeah. And oh, I remember a story okay. about the guys making fun of some girl because they saw basically like discharge in her bathing suit. That a bathing suit was like in a pile and like she was mocked for that. And that's just a normal part of being a woman. Right. And that's something that I was so ashamed of. And like just hearing that and it like planted in my brain mm-hmm. that I would like hide any and still to this day I have a hard time of just like throwing my underwear in the dirty clothes. I have to like wash it and hide it and all that. And yeah. there's so much shame around yeah. it. And I like remember one time Landon thought clothes were this pile of dirty clothes he thought were clean and he put them away and he put away underwear of mine that was just dirty underwear. And like, like we all don't have dirt. Everybody's got dirty underwear, whatevs. I was <laughs> like mortified and so ashamed and was like, you know, and then I took out that feeling of vulnerability and like insecurity on him of like getting mad at him for putting away the laundry that was dirty and like, didn't you even look? And right. really what I had to and come back. Like, and then afterwards yeah. I said, you know what? This is all about a shame thing. I just feel, and like, I'm really working on congruent communication and like accessing what am I really upset about right now? And so like 15 yeah. minutes later, I was like, I'm not mad at you for that. I'm embarrassed because I have a lot of shame around, you know, my underwear and anybody's seeing that. And I know that that okay. stems from that comment that somebody made that the boys made when I was in high school about a girl and all that. And that's just like lived with me. Yeah. So it's stuff like that. Yeah, or like, I get you. you know, and it just happens that we overheard a lot of, you know, conversations with, you know, that men had about where they were really objectifying women and talking about their, all their parts on the challenge like that. So of course that added to it. Don't you remember all the conversations that I they do, had about that? Yeah. I just don't think that that's representative. So I yeah. always kind of disregard it. Yeah. It's almost like um, an outlier yeah. in the data. Where, yes, I heard a lot of men on yeah. the challenge talking about beat up vaginas right. and all of yeah. that stuff, but... It's kind of the, a lot of the language that I remember them using in high school. And maybe it, it's just that everybody on the challenge just like regresses it. and like is, acts like their 15-year-old self. And, you know, it's yeah. almost like we know that high-stress environments 
uh, um, trigger these like survival stances that we take, whether it's the blamer or the placator or the martyr. And when you feel stressed or anxious, you, those are your default because somehow you used that as a child to get your needs met. Mm -hmm. So maybe in those moments of high stress, they're using like shaming of others. Yes, exactly. Mocking. Totally. To just ease their anxiety and the stress and create some sort of, uh, Well, let me be clear. I'm not mocking or judgmental about the beehole picks. I am. I just find it curious, and I'm trying to get to the bottom of it, (laughs) if you will, about what it does and what the feeling creates, and if there is a hierarchy of desirable beeholes. We need to ask a gay guy. I will. Yeah, I'll just get right on. This is this is uh, yeah, not my stripe in the rainbow flag. Right. Well, I'll keep you guys posted. I'm sure it's what Sarah already said, which is that, you know, it just gets their motor running. Yeah. About putting their, you know, what in there, as she said. And there's something about, you know, when you're, when you're dating, when you're just, when you're single, when you're in the dating world, you're like, you know, playing the field, if you will, you want to put time, part of the whole like dance that we do in, in, you know, engaging with somebody else Mm -hmm. is putting time and effort into ourselves. We do our hair. We like think about your, I was always more fit when I was single because it was like, I got to work on that because I'm like, yeah, you you want to be desirable. Yes. You want to be desirable. Yeah. So I feel like taking pride in every part of your body that's, you know, used in sex or true whatever is kind of part yeah, of Yeah, you want to showcase yeah. the work that you've done. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. And they're like, my abs are good. My chest is waxed. I know. Take care of the butthole. <laughs> I'm supportive of that. Yeah. Managing it all. they're bleaching it? That was what I thought you were going to say. Some of them, I think. Yeah. I don't really see the Although interest I, in that. Right. I, I don't, don't know what either. That is. I think and that might be rooted in some like racism or something like that. I feel like. I don't know. Well, I'm what not else a straight man, so I don't understand and I don't look for that, but I've never, I just don't think, I think that's a weird thing. <laughs> yeah, that's not for me. And I, I've never met anybody who admitted to doing it, so I haven't been I able have to. Oh, well, what did they say? the challenge. You'll have to tell me later. Oh, you will love the answer <laughs> oh my to one God, of them. For real? Oh my God, she did not. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't and, even like, imagine there would be a need it. for that. There's no way it was super dark. Well, you know, you never know. Really? Yeah. Okay. Is there a yeah. lot of I think the indicator or... is the color of your nipples. Okay. Yeah. That's usually the color of other places. It, I'm like... Mine are dark. Mine's dark. Your butthole? Well, I don't know. I've never really examined it with a mirror. Speaking of buttholes, um, <laughs> uh, we need to talk about Omax O-Shot. We've been telling you guys about this magic potion that someone created you know, you can buy those arousal oils that are all weird and hot and cold and they're just not for me, but now there's a an arousal oil that everyone ought to like because it's made with CBD and eight natural botanicals. So they provide you that sensory tingling and yummy uh, psycho, like what, physiological effect that increases stimulation and circulation, makes you feel all hot and bothered. And... Um, it can help you be more relaxed when you're in the sack and feeling good in your privates. What's not to love about that? And 
I was talking recently about how they specifically made it so that it tastes good. Hello. And it smells good. So there's none of that weird, like, chemically smell. It's just delicious and yummy. And you guys should try it. It'll make your love life even more magical. Whether you're single or looking to spice up your relationship with more satisfying sex, every woman can benefit from a more enjoyable orgasmic experience. Omax Oshock comes to the rescue and provides heightened sexual sensations, which give you the instant and long-lasting satisfaction you've been looking for. And it's 100% safe and natural. Remember, go to omaxhealth.com today and enter code BRAINCANDY. Take advantage of the savings. That's O-M-A-X-Health.com and enter code BRAINCANDY to get 20% off O-Shot and all Omax products site-wide. They have lots of good stuff, so check it out. Um, okay, do you want to talk about... Oh. Okay, what is that? Did you read the article in the New York Times about how Nike... You know how they have those really cool ads with like Serena Williams and stuff and yeah. the all female athletes. Love and them. It's so inspiring. Yeah. But their track record huh, with <laughs> um, w- handling pregnancy is a real oh. problem. Oh, oh, So oh. like the way that they work is like if you're associated with them, you're required, you know, a sponsored athlete, you're required to, you know, maintain competition mm-hmm. every six months. And so there are no exceptions in the contract for if you were to get pregnant. And so they so, drop you from your contract? They don't drop you. They just won't pay you. What? Like you can't Don't they know paid. that they're missing out on a whole different market? That's that, what I'm wouldn't it saying. be great to advertise to moms? The <laughs> large percentage of the population that gets pregnant multiple times in their life, <laughs> for many of them, that like, look how you could be a cute active pregnant woman in our vibrant clothes. healthy yep strong uh, yep still work out like not that you know put them in a muumu and like just you're on bed rest and you just sit down for nine months or whatevs that they yeah. thought in the 50s were how we did it the one athlete that they covered was this woman who <laughs> had her baby and then you know was ready to go back to work really fast as they are you know sort of forced to do yeah. but her baby was sick and had a problem, a health problem. And she had to choose, do I stay at the hospital with my baby or do I go train so I can get paid again to pay for medical bills? Oh my God. And I don't like it. It's upsetting to me. Fuck you, Nike. I know. And they kind of put out this thing that was like, we don't have, we don't have any policy about, you know, getting rid of, um, getting rid of like, pregnant athletes or people that just had a baby, but, um, they also don't have anything in the contract that says, it says they can fire people for any reason and that's not okay. Right. That's, isn't that discrimination? Kind of, but it's like those, it's like Uber drivers where it's not a typical employment. mm -hmm. What do they call those? Yeah. Um, contract labor. Yeah. And so... They can kind of do whatever they want. Yeah, like non-employee compensation or whatever yeah. it is. So hopefully oh, they'll make crap. some changes. Yeah. Because you're so right. There's a lot of opportunity to make that a part of your brand. Yeah. Especially when you're doing ads about lifting up women. I feel like there was another reason why I switched, like said, um, like no to Nike and yes to Oh really? Adidas. I recently like, oh, was I it remember the Beyonce making thing? that. Or 
she went was into it, that meeting? Did, but I think she went into the Adidas meeting. Oh, okay. And was like, okay. no, no, no. I can't remember, I but know. there was definitely a reason. And I want to say it had something to do with Serena Williams too, where I was like, yep, no wow. more. Like there was They're some reason list. that I was like, yeah, Adidas is the, or excuse me, Adidas. That's how Adam says yeah, it. Because that's how you say it. Is it? Yeah. Even I have a friend who works for them, and she was like, "That's how you say it." Adidas. Adidas. Yeah. Even in America. Yeah. Well, well it's they like should Porsche run an Port, ad. Like, yeah, they should. Announcing this. Right. That's a good idea, actually. Yeah. Tell her that. Put yeah. The- <laughs> it's like what? What? I'm trying to think of another brand where we would pronounce it differently. In oh, the Ralph States. Lauren. We, yeah. Ralph Lauren. Yeah, but that's we're just, just dumb because wrong. Ralph Lauren's American, and we're like putting a fancy. It's like saying Target. It's fucking Target. And I love it. Half my clothes are from there right now. I know. And they are really nice, too, yeah. I will say. Yeah, they are. Um, yeah, Sarah was looking Target super wants hot. wants to sponsor us. <laughs> Sarah was looking really hot the other night. She was going out for dinner, and I'm like, that is a gorgeous outfit. And she was like, Target. Yeah, that's always my answer. But um, anyway, I hope Nike does make some changes. Yeah. You know, we mm. all make mistakes, Nike. That's true. All you can do is learn and grow. I, and I say there's no such thing as failure. It's just an opportunity for learning. I mean, that's false. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it can be both. Like It can be failure uh, and an opportunity yeah, for... We'll true. agree to disagree. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to hear about uh, an experiment a guy did um, seeing if he could pay his rent with gigs on Craigslist? Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. So this guy lives in Brooklyn, New York. He is a uh, journalist at Vice. Mm-hmm. And he was wondering if, you know, because we're like almost a gig economy right now where people are like hustling to, you know, little jobs here and there and everybody's working like 10 different jobs. So he was wondering if you could pay your rent with gigs on Craigslist. And his rent was $900 a month and he gave himself a week to earn $900 to... I don't know if that's enough time. Well, it wasn't. We'll find out. <laughs> Not even close. And he... Uh, oh my God. <laughs> it was real funny. So... He, uh, at first, he started the first week of just responding to ads that he saw. Right. He responded to between 300 and 400 jobs. And of those... This is so depressing. Got seven responses back. What? Can you even believe that? Why do you think? I don't know if a lot of them were fake or maybe a lot of them were sexual, like, maybe looking for other things yeah really right and so he the some of the jobs that he got were pretty funny there was uh some of them were like normal he got like 150 dollars for doing a photo shoot uh for a restaurant like a little cafe in brooklyn where he had to take the pictures and he also had to provide the models <laughs> so it was like bring your friends and take pictures oh of eating God. so it was great that turned out well uh he also like cleaned a barbecue for an old man and uh Aww. but one of one of my there were two that were just my favorite that he did one, there was a woman. Can I interrupt you yes, to ask a question? On Craigslist, is there a section called gigs? Yes. Okay. And yep. it's sort of just like yep. this and that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Jobs for, um, you know, all these kind of things, um, you know, need help moving a refrigerator, gotcha. uh, you know, okay. you, you name it, just uh-huh. random gigs okay. that people can do. Um, so one was a woman who was a mom who's returning back to the workforce and needed help writing a biography for herself, like a bio. Oh so God. he wrote a bio for a mom, like from her Stop. point of view 
about how the challenges of being a mom and how they and the thing skills she gained there and how they translate into you know work and life skills okay. and all this stuff and she was like that's pretty good i think she ended up using it and, and it was, well, how much do you think you got 50 bucks i think it was like a hundred dollars for that okay. maybe even 50 who knows and then the other he was a, a skinny bald guy the guy who's doing this uh, white guy and the, he uh <laughs> got hired to play a game of thrones character varies at a game of thrones themed party oh lord and, which is funny because that character is kind of chubby and he's <laughs> real skinny so he's like i wonder if people will get it but he was bald and he got it you know people got it enough he said it was the hardest job he did of all those because you have to just do small talk as a character that's a nightmare a nightmare that's what i said i was like i would hate that oh my god like could you imagine keeping up that affect the whole night and catering to a bunch of Game of Thrones. You know, I <laughs> love that show. Yeah. But I love it and also have a life. <laughs> so <laughs> that is not Sarah. the same for some. I can, that cannot be said for all people. Oh, my God. So he said that one was really hard. How much did he earn in total? He ended up earning, <laughs> uh, I think it was $765. And did not make his was not. Able I'm impressed to get though. Enough. I gotta say, and he had to extend it to a month because he couldn't get it in a week. He did not get even. Okay. Clo- he had like what one was job his thesis? What was week. he arguing that the gig economy sucks? Yeah, yeah. That that people will say that of like, oh, you can just do random jobs. No, you can't. Yeah. My and he, after a <clears> week <throat> of doing it and having very little to no luck, he put out an ad saying like. I can do your the, whatever gig you want. And the ad was what cracked me up too. It was like <laughs> moving. Okay, I'll help you like lift and carry whatever you need. Snake wrangler, I'll give it Done. my best shot. But then at the end of the uh, this whole clip, he talked about how he has regrets with what he wrote in that because he did not read see what would the the potential emails he would yeah. receive from Snake Wrangler yeah. and that being a euphemism. Right. And he said the majority of the emails he got back were were and hey, show me your beehole. Surprisingly. <laughs> <laughs> And he said there were even a lot of straight men who said, well, I've never done this before, but dot, dot, dot. And I don't know if that was true that they, that, sure, or just like a pickup line. Holy smokes. Mm -hmm. Holy beehole. Wow. That's interesting though. I appreciate his diligence. And movie. And you know, I like sometimes vice does vice. There was also another one that I haven't watched yet, but I'll be talking about it soon of uh, a guy who gets a tattoo at a one star like Yelp rated tattoo place because <laughs> he wanted to see like what are people's Yelp reviews really true like what makes somebody this is hilarious yeah right so get ready for that that you know report next oh my time god well and also get ready for great stories because I find so many wonderful articles that I want to read um, through the New Yorker yes and we have been trying to convince you guys of the virtues and really it speaks for itself because the New Yorker has something for everyone if you're into politics pop culture fiction food humor cartoons whatever almost every day I read something from the New Yorker that I didn't know before and I learned so much about it. And 
whatever topic you're going to be into. If it, I, are you into paper? I did. I read that. I read an article about paper jams. Yes. It was that fascinating. Was so right. You shared it on here. Yes. It was so good. That was about it holding up legal cases. Yeah. Okay. Great. I'm so into stuff yeah. like that. And Love you can it. learn so much about the world around you through the New Yorker. So you guys need to try it and they have such a good deal for you guys. I can't tell you what a bargain this is. Get 12 weeks of the New Yorker for just $6 plus the exclusive tote. Go to newyorker.com slash brain candy. Listeners save 50% when they enter brain candy. Um, six bucks. Really? You get the, um, hard copy mailed to you, but you can also access all their digital content, which is a plenty. So do that and shut up about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, okay. Moving right along. Um, this is a fun one. Yes. I got a wonderful email from a brainiac who thought we would like this, and she was right. It's about how fairy tales begin in other countries instead yeah. of once upon a time. Oh, And it's cool. really cool. And I left it open because there's so many examples <laughs> that I just thought I'd kind of work through it. Yes. And I, I love when people think of something that I never thought of, like how does once upon a time get produced so cool. in other cultures. So they said that in her grandma's uh, Tamil, which I'm not familiar with where that is, mm-hmm. but um, they begin with in that only place, Oh, which is kind of mysterious. In that only place. Is that one of those phrases that that's our English translation of it, but maybe only has like a different... I don't know. She didn't clarify. And then she just started um, talking about other languages, like Mm -hmm. in an Indian language, they say, having been said and said and said. Oh, I like that. That's That's like talking about oral history and how it's passed down. Yes. And then in Korean, a typical fairy tale begins once in the old days when tigers smoked. Oh, cool. wonder why. I do wish there was more like, here's why. Anthropomorphizing the tigers and like maybe a time where, who yes. knows, they had, oh, that's cool. It probably means something we don't and get. And it talks about like a fairy tale world where like tigers smoke and they yeah, talk and they have point. parties. And- in Catalan, they say once upon a time in a corner of the world where everybody had a nose. <laughs> This is super cool. I know. It leads more questions. Yeah, you can explore any one of those and cr- have a whole new article. and Yeah, and to, uh, explain the origin. Um, in Nigeria, they say, here is a story. Story it is. In Chile, they say, listen to tell it and tell it to teach it, Ooh. which is good. Um, in- listen to tell it and tell it to teach it. That reminds me of the doctor, you know, that whole saying of see one, do one, teach one. Oh, I don't know that one. What? Oh, maybe I just watch a lot of medical shows now. Well, that's for sure. Yeah, but that's like the, that say? is the like the rule in teaching hospitals when you're learning a new surgery. It's see it, do it, teach it. Okay. Yeah, you only have to see it once, do it once, and then you te- go straight what? to teaching it. I know it blows I, my mind. I think maybe they should rethink that. Uh, that's what they say, and. <laughs> You know, it, we need our doctor friends to tell me if this is real. They'll be like, no, Sarah, it's just TV. <laughs> it says the endings are similarly varied. German fairy tales typically end. And if they didn't die, they still, they're still, they're still alive today. Instead of saying they lived oh. happily ever after. Oh, cool. The cat in the veil lost its tail. End of fairy tale. That huh. seems cheeky to rhyme tail with tail, but I'll let yeah. it slide. 
Um, Russian storytelling sometimes well, involves. Here's my question, though. Uh huh. That rhymes in English. So, what is it? Does it rhyme in whatever language? Oh, it was- Icelandic. The cat in the veil lost its tail. End of fairy tale. Right. Right. Do they say it in English? That's the question. Is like, is this? It rhymes when we. But yeah, who knows? Where are our Icelandic yeah, listeners? That is the hardest language of all to oh, learn. Really? Oh my gosh, it's like insane to learn Icelandic. <laughs> From what I've heard, I I've won't never try. Tried. Um, Russian storytelling sometimes involves the narrator suddenly appearing in the story right as it's at its close with the declaration, I was at the wedding, I drank meat and wine there, it ran down my mustache, but didn't go into my mouth. What is that about? <laughs> that makes no sense. Second, like they're drinking vodka through the whole story, and by the yeah, end, Yeah, these people drunk, yeah, I support what it. what is that? It goes on and on. There are tons. Um, but it's just so this, fun, is. right? Um, had... Even Sorbera, who had made, has made Arabic literature her life's work, had never really considered what was conveyed by there was and there was not. Asked what the phrase means, she pauses for a long time. You know, I never thought about that. I've read those stories and I heard those expressions, blah, blah, blah. That's how we all are. Mm-hmm. Like when you just, it's repetitious and gets into your DNA, but half the time you don't really even know what it is. Right. I love that stuff. My little brother, and he used to, Tell, love telling stories. Like he was at that age where he like has to tell stories about everything. <laughs> and uh, he would always start with, no matter what he was talking about, one time, Aww. it would be like, mom, one time I was walking to school and then I went, and he even had a whole story <laughs> about really seeing cute. a tiger when he walked to school and blah, 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 which is funny. You mentioned tigers earlier. That's but funny. He would be like, mom, one time I was at school and I learned this and every sentence started with that. That's nice. Yeah, it was real cute. I wonder why he did, like, where that... Yeah, with, like, a long time. Like, a one time. Yeah, it was real Why cute. do you think? I don't know. He must have, cut, like, caught on to that once upon a time and then just kind of shortened it like kids do. Yeah. Um, he was funny when he was little. He's still funny, but... I don't know. I just think it's really cool. And then it, the article goes on to talk about, like, the cross-pollination of language and then how things kind of get changed. And I'm sure that's what a lot of these that make no sense Mm -hmm. are is where they had a saying and then another culture sort of married them and then now it makes no sense, but they still use it. Yeah. I remember the book, was it the Hitmakers that talked about the lullabies? Yes. Yes. I love that, that whole story. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I just, like those where, are things yeah. that are really fun still, even with all the technology where mm-hmm. oral traditions yeah. still. How does lullaby, how do people in different countries from different, like when communication across lands were so hard, know the same lullabies and Remember that, that study too they did where you had to listen to a song and decide whether it was a yeah. lullaby or mm-hmm. a Party celebratory, or, yeah. yeah, and how pretty good we all are at it, mm-hmm. even if we don't know the words to the song because oh, yeah. through different cultures there's some themes mm-hmm. and trends that mm-hmm. you know it's kind of it. weird how humans do have so much in common so much more in common than we have different right i was just thinking about that today you know i've i said in, and and maybe i've said it on here but i talk about this when uh you know with my fellow therapists Mm -hmm. that, you know, people are kind of like tract housing where there are seven different style, like models, Mm -hmm. but they could all have different interiors. You can decorate them however you want on the inside. And 
and that's kind of like people. There's a there's a general like, okay, this is. But what that's this why is, it's and, kind of it really stands out when someone doesn't fit into one of those. Yeah, and you're just like something ain't right. That's why there. we're fascinated with those, like those that the story about, uh, you know, what is it that? Oh my gosh, with the mom who has makes her daughter sick. Oh yeah, yeah. Munchausen but, yeah, by proxy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which now fictitious disorder imposed on another. I'm <laughs> very clear. I'm not. I'm not buying that. I feel like that can't be it. It is. Like they. That's it. their DSM diagnostic uh-huh. statistical manuals diagnosis of what Munchausen's by proxy is now. It for insurance billing. Oh, for because you have to. That's how. That's how that manual works. The DSM mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is all designed to give codes to every single mental health disorder. So that there's consistency in diagnosis across different fields, and yeah, but why um, would they change the name? Is what but, I don't get. Oh, I don't know. I, that's the part that that you know. I think they're trying to just get rid of those names that are more um, almost like based in like anecdotal, mm-hmm. like stories, like Munchausen's. That's like a person, or that's like a story. I, I, what oh, is that even, you know? I see. You know, uh huh. It's like calling it Lou Gehrig's disease. <laughs> Or right, 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 right. What is the actual thing? Oh, ALS. ALS. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it's like that. Okay, got it. Yeah. I like that name better than Munchausen. Yeah, it is fun to say. <laughs> um, Do you remember, what was that movie with Baron von Munchausen? It was a great movie from like the 80s or 90s. Am I supposed to know who that is? That was like the character in the movie. Now I got to look it up. It was so Good. You and Lincoln and your family would love it because it's like that vintage, mm-hmm. really fun time where like kind of like the bed knobs and broomsticks time of movies and yeah. Dr. Doolittle, like all those, that yeah, style. Yeah, bring it back, man. Yeah. What do I have to do Maybe around it's just here? called The Adventures of Baron Von Munchausen. <clears throat> We're learning yep, a lot The today. Adventures of Baron Von Munchausen. Man, this was a good- That's the name of it? Yep, it was a great movie. Yeah, look at, just look at the cover, the the- it's so fun. Adam would love that. Yeah, you guys would totally love this movie. It's really fun and definitely see it. Yeah. Hey, since we're on the subject of sort of like, you know, diagnostic, blah, blah, yeah. blah. There was an article that I read about, you know how there was recently that plane that caught on fire and it, on the, on the tarmac. Yeah, yeah. And they had to get off. Oh yeah, right. And some of the people getting off of the plane were wheeling their bags and like had their bags and there were was a lot of criticism like really the plane's going to blow up and you're grabbing your goddamn mm-hmm. carry-on. Um and so the article in the New York Times was was about why do people do that <gasps> when seconds matter and, and uh it was really helpful because I know for sure I would do that. I know I would too. I was thinking about that so much when you made the comment about the Titanic and people going back to get their to hat. get their stuff, and it's like yeah. you don't need your fucking hat. You're about to die, you know. And I, oh, because Land and I've been watching the new show Chernobyl. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> and I'm like, what it? What do we do? Like seriously, what's the plan? Like, what would you do in a nuclear and well, whatever? I mean, you're pretty much screwed. But, well, yeah, you got yeah, no plan yeah, for that. Yeah, that. But you know, say there what were something you just have to like get out real fast. Well, I'll be like, hopeful. Landon was like, "I'm just leaving," and you just abandon everything. And I'm not real good at that. I either. think it's because we grew up poor. But I mean, Landon didn't have money growing right. up, so I don't know what his yeah. deal is. Right. <laughs> but I feel like that's what is do you at think the root it's a, for a me. Female 
thing where it has to do with nesting and mm. this being like our identity is, I mean, mine is so attached to the home. Like, that's my fear if the house burns down. It's like, oh my God, I spent so long putting it all together. Oh, right. I'm sure you would. You know, you really put a lot of time into yeah, that. Yeah, it's like my. The article was saying that it was about how in moments of complete chaos that it's called um, cognitive disorientation. Oh, yeah. And so your brain <sighs> start, goes into habit mode. And when you, because it's like all you know. Yes. And so your habit is to get up out of the plane and grab your bag and go. So that uh-huh. was what they said. But I mean. That makes sense. It does make sense. It's still weird that your yeah, brain fails you, you sometimes. Survi- the, the survival instinct would be greater. You would think that. Our lizard brain should be like, dude, yeah. get off the plane. Yeah. But for whatever reason, our... And maybe it's also denial. I, I was going to say there's maybe a little bit of that. Because of the Titanic? Like, has so many different ideas of like... You this can't think, be happening. This is awful. This is... Yeah. Whatever. So it almost is like comfortably accepts the easiest, like safest explanation. Yeah. As- it's going to be fine. And, and you imagine... I would feel this sense of like everything's going to be fine and I'm not going to want to not have my phone or whatever it is right. when I'm waiting around to do this paperwork <laughs> yeah. that's so inconvenient <laughs> afterwards. Well, now we know. Maybe you should just enjoy that time of being bored and not pick up your phone and let your mind wander. So I won't. I won't enjoy uh-huh. it. I mean... I don't know. The human brain I get frustrated with because I feel like it fails us. It does. Yeah. And that's why we have to work so hard to master it and control it and train it like any muscle. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like if you went to go pick up a, you know, 100 pound weight and you'd be frustrated with your inability to pick it up. Well, okay, let's strengthen yourself. Okay, Sarah, but I feel like I've done that. Yeah, okay, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) And it's still just. There are some things that it's really insistent upon. Yeah. Well, it's practice. And, and you know, it's when you come into new awareness, there's an integration. There's there's a whole model to how change occurs and how, you know, you, you reach this place where you're like, oh, I got to make some changes. Mm-hmm. Like, so you research or you go to a therapist or you talk to somebody or whatever and then you have this new awareness of like what's really going on. And then it creates this chaos where rather than that awareness improving your overall well-being, mm-hmm. it you see a decline because mm-hmm. this new awareness, it's like that. I, I totally agree that with yep. that. And then you hit a point at the very bottom where some new information comes in, like where the ideas get integrated, where all of a sudden you maybe try this, this you, you have this new awareness and you make one little change and you see the positive effects of that change or you try to approach the problem a different way or react in a different way than you did before. Like when I chose to not call my husband out for claiming that he was the one who discovered the slap leak and I just swallowed that information and kept that and decided to not make the snarky comment because if that was important to him, let it be important to him. Who did he say this to? (sighs) Sarah. Okay, I'll just tell this story because I have to. I'm like so glad I brought it up. I cannot believe it. So the other day, yesterday, I'm getting ready for for work and Landon answers. He's on a conference call and he's like waiting for other people to join and he's on speakerphone. And uh, some guy was like, 
oh, hey, you know, what's going on with your house? I heard it was like construction or whatever. And Landon, he must have listened to the episode where I talked about it because he essentially stole my whole, like, how I told the story he and didn't. even like the punchlines and stuff. He, he was like, so the other day I'm in my <sighs> bathroom with my bare feet and the floor gets hot. No. And then this is the best part. First of all, Landon, if you're listening, I love you so much. <laughs> I know what, that this is like, go ahead, tell the story. I don't care. There are so many times where I've like told st- things that you've, you know, we're good. We it's all have even. We moments. all do this. So yeah. I love you. And this is really funny it, to me. You know, uh-huh. hope he still loves me. Okay. So, uh, um, so, I overhear him, and then I he, I think he knows that I was in with an earshot. So he gets up and he goes in the garage and he shuts the garage door. So I was listening to music and I was like, A L E X A, stop the music, so that I could hear the rest of it. And it absolutely was the whole story of like, yep, I discovered the slab leak and blah blah blah. And I was like, okay, Sarah, you have two options right now. You've done this before. Like you, this is you've called him out. And like corrected him or been like, no, actually it was like this and da, da, da. And that has not gone well for you. And he gets defensive and who cares? And it's just a story. And I don't know these freaking people. And it's let him tell the good story. And for the amount of times I've stolen jokes from my little brothers, it's about time somebody takes mine and uses it as their own. So whatevs. And uh, so I decided to not say anything. Nothing. Not a thing. Okay. And just carried on, but then told all my friends and you guys on the <laughs> podcast. So pretty much everybody. Uh, so yeah. And I had a wonderful rest of the day. We didn't get an argument, but I know had I said something, we would have. Really? Yes. He wouldn't have just been like, yeah, no, no. definitely would have been because anytime, again, it's like you're, it triggers a vulnerability <laughs> in you. So it would, by saying that to him, he would, that would have triggered some feeling of like, something yeah, in him and then he would have had to defend that shame with a comment with something that's like his defense like survival strategy mm-hmm. and then i would have defended my feelings of vulnerability for getting called out but also being right and that would have it would have gone back and forth and it would have turned into a whole thing so <laughs> in this moment that was like my integration moment where i'm like oh that was that went really well and oh, then by integrating you. that, now I'm able to use this change and that now we start to see the well-being and the growth and it go up. Yeah. And that wellness and that self-awareness is now being put to good use and you're making changes. But you got to remember there's that moment of chaos and, and, it could, and then you go into integration and growth and new learning and all that. Makes me laugh. Though. Yeah. Yes. And then there's a new status quo and then they'll go through the whole thing again. So yeah. But isn't Good that story. funny? Yes. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. I was like, wait a sec. That sounds <laughs> awfully familiar. <laughs> Alexis, oh, oh, I said it. Oh my God. Lady, Lady. stop playing music. <laughs> and then I heard the rest. I just Good laughed times. and laughed. I had a nice little, nice little giggle to myself. Well, there you go, everybody. We learned about b-holes. Yes. So much. And cognitive whatevering. Yep. Bio autobiographical thinking. Now you can go leave us five star review for thanking us for doing that. You're welcome. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Wave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It. 
Lowe's always has more ways for you to save. On top of our everyday low prices, pros can save big when buying in bulk. Or if your purchase is over $1,500, ask about our volume savings program. A pro associate can provide a customized quote. Ask about our volume savings programs today. It always pays to be a pro at Lowe's. While supplies last, minimum purchase required. Selection varies by location. Lowe's reserves the right to limit quantities. Volume discount pricing quotes are valid up to seven days. Visit your local pro desk to learn more and start saving. Offers subject to change may not be available in all Lowe's stores.